Hey, Spencer, have you heard of Lisa Lampanelli? Oh, you're talking about the queen of mean, right? Yeah, but she's also become the queen of lean. Did you know that? She has a, a play called Stuffed, where she delivers brash, skinny insight from the fridge to your ears. No, oh, yeah, not, no. I don't think that's what happens in the play. <laughs> I've actually heard reviews for the New York Times that have said uh, Stuffed offers laughs, genuine pain, and even a bit of insight. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Why? Is that relevant to anything? Well, well, you know, yeah, Lisa Lampanelli, she's got a lot of street cred, and she's also got a new Feral Audio uh, podcast um, where she and her co-host, Mike Morse, uh, talk about health, food, body image, everything else to help you be the best you you can be. That's a that's a, that's a a real hairpin turn for the queen of mean. She's, she's stopped stomping on uh, political sensitivities uh, long enough to help you self-actualize and get, engage in some self-care. So what? She dishes out some tough love as she takes your questions about being fat? Fat, being skinny, being anything but right, and helps you grab a little self-acceptance. I mean, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, but there's other stuff too. Like if you if you want to get yelled at by uh, Lisa, you can email get stuffed at feralaudio.com, uh, and maybe she'll uh, she'll make you feel like a piece of shit on the, on the podcast, <laughs> or, or or maybe she'll make you feel better. I, you you don't know with Lisa Lampanelli, she's the queen. Of mean and lean, um, <laughs> give their give her hotline a ring three four seven four six four two six five four, and you might end up in the show that way too. But in either case, it's worth a listen. It's free. Like uh, I think it's very interesting that she that she's 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 like had some transformative n- nutritional experience that she and now is is, is doing insights because you know what's interesting about the idea of Lisa Lampanelli talking about body image and stuff is that we already know that she doesn't give a shit about what your feelings so and and what we probably need to do more of when we're talking about um, health issues and stuff is actually have some frank conversations we're a very fat country very diabetic country very diluted uh, v- vain. Um, uh, self-loathing, uh, shallow country. Like, like, what, what, what do we need to do to actually be healthy? I, I, I would trust uh, uh, the queen of mean turned queen of lean to, to, to tell me that. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe to uh, get stuffed. Get stuffed. Kick the craving. Subscribe to get stuffed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com/slash get stuffed, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage. The new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. My name is Robert Patrick. I play Gary Tyson. That's Gary Tyson with an I. In the film Last Rampage. Evil broke loose in 1978. Arizona State Penitentiary. You know, that was interesting. What, what, what it was like playing a real person as opposed to a, a fictional character. It, it was really trying to wrap your head around how this guy could do some of the things that he could do. That was the, the things that you were drawn on. Of course, I, I, there was no way you're going to try to do an impersonation of a guy, nor was I going to try to, you know, get as heavy as the guy. Uh, I didn't have enough time to really go that route. But I, I, you know, I found him really, really interested in trying to live up to the charisma that he had. I fell in love with the folklore of the story, like there, you know, the the whole idea that he was a guy that was raised uh, during the Great Depression. See that, from a historical point of view, those kind of stories resonate with me. That yearning for something better, trying to find it, have to steal to get it, 
How do you deal with that if you're a religious person? You know, how do you run underneath that? How do you justify it? He had a double life sentence that he began to push his wife and his kids to say, God, you know, I'm going to serve one term, and when I die, I'm going to serve another term in hell. Uh, I got to get out of this. And and the 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 link that he was willing to uh, uh, go to to get his kids to help him get through this and get him out of prison was it was fascinating to me. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash lastrampagefilm. Feral Audio Welcome once again to Meltdown Comics Theater Nerd Melty Towns from Hollywood, California. Harmontown is now in session. Won't you please keep those applause going and welcome to the stage the mayor of Harmontown, Dan Harmon. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. Why so many people? Why? It's like a record crowd, I think. I don't know if we've ever... Maybe it's just because there's lighting back there or something. It's a big crowd. Yeah. All right. Let's give them what, well, let's give them what they're worth. Let's make sure they, uh, they walk out of here going, I spent $10 and got $20 worth. How do we, how do, how do we make sure that happens? We, uh, we just fuck them. <laughs> All right. Line up, line up on the right... Uh, all right, so uh, a couple things. I just want to, I mean, we had our, uh, our charity event here today. We had the 826LA uh, charity event. And uh, as far as I understand it, it's a good charity. I'm told. I'm assuming I'm not going to find out that it's like uh, a charity that goes to fund uh, windowless white vans. I, th- I, I, from, from, from what I hear, it sounds like exactly my kind of charity. Because I've always said, I mean, yes, there's hungry people. Yes, there's poor people. Yes, there's people with horrible diseases battling them all the time. There's, there's a million, billion, trillion, zillion ways uh, to try in vain to spread your money if you have a penny to spare around the planet to try to make the planet a better place, to try to break the cycle of agony. However, in my tiny little bubble of existence, I have always uh, been asked this question. Why are your writing staffs always a bunch of white dudes from Harvard? And uh, and the answer is always um, because that's the big pile of scripts that piles up. And the answer to that, why is that big pile of scripts from uh, white dudes from Harvard? Um, the answer is because those people have support systems. Those people are willing and able to spend 15 years pursuing the agonizing field of writing uh, uh, while their parents support them and things because their parents told them it's possible for you to be a writer, et cetera, et cetera. It all trickles back to this idea that when you're in sixth grade, 
Did anyone ever come to you? Did anyone ever come to your public school and tell you you could be a writer? You can do something creative. You are allowed while you're thinking of being a princess, while you're thinking of being an astronaut. Have you ever considered the possibility that writer is an occupation and that that doesn't happen? Now, I don't think that if you tell sixth graders the, the world over uh, that they should be writers, that they're going to then wander into a world where they're totally supported. Uh, but I do think that not enough of them are being told that. Uh, there's not enough creative activation in the uh, grade school uh, era of your uprising. As far as I understand about 826, uh, that's what they're doing. They're like, like injecting themselves into that part of the genome and, and trying to uh, change something there, saying to 11-year-old kids, like, write something, create something. They, 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 they break the cycle there. So we raised, like, like just tons of money uh, today for them, and hopefully that'll go to something good. But look them up, Google it. and Actually, uh, you know what? I shouldn't have babbled about it because we have people here from it, and I, I wanted to ask them personally if I'm right about that. They, they, they're they're going to come up and say, no, that's not true. We, we've been working on biofuel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got it all wrong. Did you have a teacher, Dan, like uh, a, a, the first teacher or somebody that supported your writing as a kid or are, you, are your brain as, as a child? I did, you know, I did. I did because I, I, I grew up in the 70s in Milwaukee and every time I expressed an interest in reading and writing, there was somebody, whether it was my mom or some, uh, some well-meaning teacher, there was somebody that said, holy fuck. They always responded that way. <laughs> I'm, I don't know why you guys are laughing at that. I, 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 I'm saying like that is, a, that is a thing that doesn't happen for everybody. And it may very well be, as far as I know, that may be why I ended up being halfway decent at what I do. It may be just hypnosis. But there's a story you might have told before in Harmontown about you being like you, you were separated and went into that little room. Yeah. Like, yeah, in the 70s, it was still okay to, like, grab kids that, that showed an interest in stuff. And you yanked them out of general pop, and you threw them into a closet, and you said, okay, how smart are you? Show us. And I, they, they still did that with me back then. And I was like a weirdo, and they, they cranked me up, and then they threw me back in <laughs> during the, when Reagan got elected. And then I was like, ah, stop, why are you hitting me? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it was, yeah, it was tracking. I mean, there's, there's a sinister side, a, a sinister side to it, and a, uh, and a, uh, a humanitarian side to it. I think that the, the, the bottom line is, like, kids, you can't farm them. You cannot farm education. It doesn't work. You, you, you have to, uh, like, like, like every single tiny little human brain is a, the whole thing that's for sale with the human species is diversity. It's the idea that every little cranium contains a, not another kernel of popcorn, but in fact a potential Picasso. It, it, and it doesn't, that doesn't make it shameful if the thing that pops is a delightful garbage man. That, that's not shameful. Um, what, what's shameful is treating them all the same. That's what's shameful. Uh, it, it, you have to regard every pre-Picasso brain as if it might be a Picasso. So, Dan, are you pro-life? No, maybe not. <laughs> that's, that, then it gets more complicated. Uh, once the, uh, the sperm hits the egg, fuck that thing. Flush it down the toilet. But for God's sakes, once it's got a head... 
I don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> I, 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 I I roll into this stuff early because we we, we uh, what, so why don't we uh, let's 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 just bring up uh, Tyler. Where's Tyler? Is he in the front row? There you are. Yeah. Are you willing to come up? Can you? Very cool. Coming up, Tyler. Uh, grab a grab a mic and have a seat. Did I get what? What did I get wrong when I? Tyler is uh, one of the. You were there at the beginning of eight two six. What became eight two six LA? You were there in San Francisco. Yes. Yeah. I was. Um, I feel so old now thinking about this because I haven't had to think about it. Uh, yeah. Twelve years ago, right around now, I was the first one of the first students at eight twenty six Valencia. Um, oh, there was a clap. That was adorable. I don't know why I should get a clap, but so you're one of the first students. Does that mean you were the, one of the first? Beneficiaries of eight two six is existence. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you weren't one of the founding members of this charity. You were one of the first kids yep. that benefited from this. Yeah. Yeah. And it was started by Dave Eggers out of San Francisco. Uh, he's the author. Right? Uh, yeah. He's a Pulitzer Prize uh, finalist for a heartbreaking work of staggering genius. He wrote the script for Where the Wild Things Are, the movie. Uh, done work with Spike Jones, many things like that. Um, but the guy that wrote the book Where the Wild Things Are, he started a much better charity. It's, it's more pure, like it's more beloved. It's called 937. Yeah. <laughs> Not that we can measure these things, but yes, it's called 937 Earth. It's a higher, higher number. Yeah. Earth. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I guess the biggest thing uh, for anyone to take away, and I do know because I was introduced by Harmontown just by finding it online, that there's so many people around the world listening to this right now when they do listen to it in the future, that uh, E26 is not just L.A., it is not just San Francisco. It is eight cities in the U.S. Uh, They are always looking for volunteers. Uh, Just for a 2012-2013 year, they served 34,000 students. Uh, They had over 4,000 volunteers nationwide. Uh, but they are always looking for more. So it's not just your money, that they would always love your money. And if you ever want to spend that, each store across the nation has their own niche uh, market that they like to sell things to. So here, if you happen to be a time traveler, uh, their storefront is for time travelers. San Francisco (laughs) is a pirate supply store. I believe Chicago is a robot supply store. No. Um, New York is for superheroes. And, 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 I mean, at the root of it is tutoring, right? Like, yes. it's... It is creative writing and tutoring. So it's after- a thinking man's uh, boys' center. What is that? When I was a kid, it was like, keep the kids off the street, you know, try to keep them out of gangs. There was like, what were those things called? The, like... Uh, YMCAs? Well, is that... You know, it was YMCA or... Uh, boys, boys Club. Boys, boys clubs, yeah. I, I was in a boys club as a kid. I, I don't know, I know un, under what circumstances, but I do know. Desire. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, was the, I was the Connect Four champion. <laughs> that's awesome. That, that's how low budget that boys club was. Like, like, well, we, don't sell yourself short. I'm sure if it was global, you would still be. No, I'm saying like. I'm sure you're really good at Connect Four. No, but we didn't, we, we didn't play rugby. We played Connect Four. <laughs> no, like, but was, I bet you're really good at Connect Four. Oh, I'll, 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 there's two things I'm great at. <laughs> Connect three? Connect four? <laughs> I, I, I will challenge anybody to connect four or boggle. I will beat you. I will beat you at boggle. Yeah. Right. I believe you. Yeah. I, 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 have you... I mean, at eight... <laughs> 
No, also, that, that, that said, Dan, I, I, will, I will tell you right now, I'm, here's a couple things I'm bad at. I, I'm terrible at foosball and ping pong. <laughs> I can see I'm that. Saying, just, based on, just based on tonight, you're terrible at bragging. <laughs> just in Oh, I, I, I haven't begun to brag yet. <laughs> no, is, I know you can me? do better than that. Tyler, is, is it just me or Tyler? Little Jason Sudeikis. Do you, do you, do you see this? Is it, is it a, little, a little bit of Jason. He, he okay. gave, he I don't gave know if that's look. a compliment. Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. He, he's, he's dating Olivia Wilde. All right, so you, were, <laughs> so you were a little fella, and you... How, how, did, how did you encounter 826? Like, like, like you were where? Uh, I was in the East Bay, and uh, I read uh, Dave's book, um, and it it did quite a lot for me in terms of his honesty. Um, and what I what I found so amazing about today is that two of my favorite things came together, and that I think you and Dave actually share the same most mentality of pure honesty. But I'm better uh, than him. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming. Of course. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's yeah. not important. But no, no, no. I mean, there were scales. <laughs> You're assuming. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just signed up for a class online. I, I took a summer course with him for, I think, 12 weeks. And, uh, yeah, it was an amazing experience. Stayed in contact, and it's, it's helped me for the last decade. Um, so, so since the last decade, I mean, thousands of students have been helped reading, writing, tutoring. Uh, some famous celebrities help out kids that they don't need to. You know, they're not paid to do so. Spike Jones helps out a lot. Um, Nineveh and, and many many people in the writing circles. If you um, go in there and tutor a kid, like I, I, my biggest dream is like to do something that I felt like I could, you know, I want to feel good about myself, and yet I don't want to talk to people. Like, I don't want to go near people. I I don't want to help a kid. <laughs> Not, not really. I got it. I got it. Not in a physical sense. <laughs> no, I got it. The kid's like, I need help. Uh, uh, checkbook. <laughs> I, 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 I want to. I want to. I, I, you, you, you want to not help a kid. <laughs> I don't want to. What I don't want to do is tell the kid, like, 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 is is help a kid that would be me at eleven, twelve, like. The kid that would be me would be like, fuck you, old piece of shit. Like, why am I... I want to go play on my Commodore 64 at home. And I'm sure that's not still a problem. No. I'm sure they've grown beyond that. We've solved the Commodore 64 problem. Um, thank God. Is, is there a, an archetypal kid that you would want to help? Like, if you, if you could imagine the kind of kid that you would... It's the kid, it's me, but it's the same kid that would be hard to help. It's this dirty-faced little piece of shit that didn't trust anybody, let alone anybody that was telling him what to do. I, I grew up, like, hating adults, uh, not wanting anybody to tell me what to do. I needed somebody to... I, I, I valued very much my parents when telling me... My mom was unconditionally supportive of me, creatively. Like, if I, if I did anything, my mom was like, holy shit, that's amazing that you're doing that. I don't think that's, I don't think that's something a lot of people have. Uh, and, and, but at school, if somebody told me what to do, like, fuck you, like karate chop, like, like every mental karate chop ever. Anyway, so what, what have you, since you were, you were a beneficiary of this, have you become a benefactor of it? Aside from the fact that you came to the sale today and spend untold millions 
Uh, oh, yes, it wasn't noted, but you're welcome for all the cake. <laughs> um, have you become active in the... In the... Uh, sadly, I, I moved away from the country for a couple of years, and uh, even now I don't live nearby. So you went to Russia, cool. didn't you? Because you got taught to be a communist by this yes. horrible socialist organization. I went from first world to second world, and now I'm in third world, technically. Um, so but, that's what happens. But no, no, even uh, even from, even from what you were noting, if you don't necessarily want to be in front of a child and tell them what to do, uh, I mean, the thing that I, I mean, I, I can understand it. It's it's a very odd situation. Frightening but, people, children. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, the thing that actually inspired me the most is that on the walls, at least in A26 in San Francisco, uh, writers would donate their first, second, and third uh, versions of scripts or books. And you would see famous names like Coppola on his script, and he would just X out huge portions of it. And it was supposed to instill in kids this idea that even some of these luminaries do not get it right. You are always working. It That's doesn't matter cool. what your yeah. name is. And, that, and I never met any of these people. You could just walk up and see someone's name that you knew, and you realize that it's not always right the first time. Yeah, yeah. I would love to. Yeah. And I, God damn it. As long as I don't have to touch them or <laughs> look them in the eye, like I will. I will. Why, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid of children, Dan? I can't do it. I can't. Uh, kids don't like me. They don't. They don't like. Like some kids like. Do you, me, do you know that? I, it's, it's like it's it's really touch and go with me. Like it's <laughs> like I like Dino's kid who's na- like, like it was like when she was a little like larva you know like like toddler I, I could I could like I would go like, I would go like ah, Mr. Flappy Arms Mama, Mr. Flappy Arms and she'd be like ah! she like like loved it and now she's like 15 or something and she's got the cell phone and she's just rolling her eyes and I I, I, I can't even you're, I can't be you're, the same you're afraid of 13 year old Dino's daughter right now? This is a kids who are really actually cognitively active. Like, but, 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 I, I, why, 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 why is a kid more is a kid more or less frightening than an adult? Because they're able to judge me. Well, adults are too, right? Why well, is, yeah. And they but they adults are co-opted by me financially. I, I, like, I own all of them. <laughs> Most kids don't have so, a filter. Right. So you're afraid of children because you don't own them yet. Correct. Yes. Yes. Like, 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 like Willy Wonka works for me. The girl that turns into a blueberry, she's still got something over me because she doesn't understand finance yet. I'm figuring this, this out well, at the same I, time as you are. I, I, I guess that's I, what it I, is. I think we're going to agree that we haven't figured that one out yet. I, 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 I skipped a step. Where yeah. I, was, I, I skipped... Being good but, at football and went right to owning things. But we've talked about we've talked about the fact that you're not good with like, like you, you're not comfortable around strangers or, or other people for that matter. But mm-hmm. are children more frightening than, than than adult teenage children? Yeah, I th- I think I don't think there's anybody in this room that's like I love teenagers. Give me some. <laughs> <laughs> except in the ho- most horrible sense. There's, uh, there's eight whoa, that guy that guy. Uh, but but I mean like. Teenagers are, for good reason, we send them to war, and and we worship them, and we like we we are looking to them, and they don't know anything. Like they they're like this monolith of energy. Everything comes off of them, and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And almost capitalism almost like really fucks them over in that sense. You know, the baby boomers celebrate that day. 
when the fucking Beatles played on Ed Sullivan or whatever. That's their big day. Bigger than the moon landing. Like, you see more footage of the fucking Beatles playing on Ed Sullivan than you see of some Yahoo landing on the moon. Fucking moon is a fucking thing, a rock far away. How many times, like, like Robert Zemeckis thinks that the Beatles playing on Ed Sullivan is a bigger deal? Forrest Gump, if you read the book, uh, it, it, it has a whole chapter where he goes to the moon, by the way. What? They took it out of the movie. No. Because, no. Because it doesn't, it's not interesting to baby boomers. There's no book. They will mention in there passing that they book. landed on the moon. There's no book. Forrest Gump is a fucking book. Are you no, kidding me? There's a book? Somebody tell this asshole Forrest Gump is a book. Forrest Gump is a book, motherfucker! Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, Forrest Gump was a book, and in the book, for uh, he goes which, to the moon. Which yes, Forrest Gump. He doesn't go to the moon. In the in the, in the Forrest Gump book, Forrest oh. Gump is legitimately like Down syndrome, like no. like. No. No, what do you mean no? Well, three people said no. Well, uh, okay, Forrest Gump is pretty much labeled as legitimately like it's pretty clear that he is like really low 90s IQ. Like, he's, he's like, he's an like American. sub, sub Belushi, like, like, I don't know what, I don't know what the politically correct term is. Sub Belushi. The book takes you through all of the interesting shit. He throws his medal, the congressional medal, the thing. In the book, for instance, he takes his, his purple heart and he throws it on the steps of uh, the Capitol building and he hits a senator in the head. And that senator's name? <laughs> oh. Forrest Gump. I don't know. No, there's no... There's oh, a, I th- I I'm figured. saying in the book, it's more inflammatory. It's more passionate. It's like Cormac McCarthy-like like version of Forrest Gump. Did you read this book? Yes, I did. I, I, don't, I thought you didn't read books. I know, but sometimes I just grab one and just the, the leaf one, through it. The, the one book you read was Forrest Gump? <laughs> I'll, I'll page through him. I don't qualify it as... Reading, I just think, okay. Oh my God. I read Forrest Gump. He goes to the space in the book. I don't, want, I don't want to spend the whole podcast. I swear to God. Google it. He goes to space. Here's my point. The baby boomers who took over this planet and who are bulging it with garbage and corn syrup and fucking like, like these, these, these narcissistic maniacs, these people who have destroyed everything and who are telling us that we should be honored to follow in their footsteps, uh, they landed on the moon. They always tell us that. But what they're really, really proud of is like, fucking Ed Sullivan show. He loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, ah, yeah. Garbage, 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 garbage. I can't remember why we were on this topic. You, you hate teenagers. Yeah, we were trying to help the kids. Teenagers, okay. The, the idea that teenagers are, uh, are an entity. The idea that teenagers, in spite of not being old enough to go to war, not being old enough to drink, not being old enough to drive a car, are somehow this center of, our, of capitalism... That is a baby boomer invention because they were that age when they became sentient. And we are living in the shadow of that fucking gross willow tree. And that results in all of us going on YouTube, 48-year-old people telling Miley Cyrus that she's a slut in the comment section. Like, what? what, Let her be a slut. What the fuck did she do wrong? She's a fucking teenager. Let her be a teenager. Either... And 
fucking Justin Bieber. I'm on his side. I'm still on his side. No. No. Still pro Bieber. No. Why, why are you I'm pro a believer. He's a little douchebag. No. He's, he, doesn't, he doesn't have a right to be a douchebag or not. He's a fucking child. And it's no, capitalism. He's, he's capitalism he's that you hate. It's not Justin Bieber. It's capitalism. I've seen him on camera. He's a fucking little asshole. It's capitalism. No. He would just be some kid at your fucking Thanksgiving not if, true. If, if it weren't for capitalism. It's not true. It's not, you shouldn't give people that much money. He didn't earn it. He's a musketeer. Just, just, just cut him off. Just tell him you danced enough. You did it. You're great. Give him a go-kart. Cap it. Put a fucking cap on it. He, get, he gets his go-kart. He wouldn't have known. Everything you see him doing, he's saying to America, why, why did I get more than a go-kart? Why? Why is my go-kart $800,000? Why, why does it go so fast? Why can it kill people? Why, is my, why are my Pop Rocks cocaine? I don't... It's your fault. You don't have a culture. You don't have a fucking religion. You are garbage. You are capitalism. You have a fucking bedrock of money. And it says, in God we trust. And the God is spelled with dollar signs, even though there's no S in it. You don't... None of you get to blame him for anything. You sit on the fucking internet jerking off with one hand and making fun of Justin Bieber with the other. You're not doing anything. He's a child. He is... What would you do with a billion dollars? What would you do? He's 19, though. He's, he's 19. gorgeous. <laughs> okay, all right. And he's a genius. Dan... I think you I think you buried the lead on that one. <laughs> Give a billion dollars to anybody in this room, including me. See how we handle it. This fucking poor Canadian schmuck. Like I, I just uh, the, the the egregious weird the behavior that we engage in. Forty-eight-year-old housewives with eight cats on their shoulders, sitting on their laptop. With fucking stains on their sofa. Yeah, I need, I need, uh, Justin Bieber needs to understand his value system. The fuck are you talking about, you fucking idiots? The fuck do you think your taxes go to? Fucking focus your rage on something productive. Follow the money, you retard. The shit, sorry. Edit it out. Edit it out. No, leave it. It stays. No, no, no. But it's, it's, it's interesting that, that, that Justin Bieber is, is the tipping point for your rage. It is. It is. Because I see him. Like they, put, they put him on TMZ and he's in that deposition. Yeah, but and he's when, like, when he talks, like, oh, he's a little... I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. And they're like editing around him. There's a dude that's like 53 years old sitting in an avid deck. It's setting in points and out points on a fucking Canadian teenager's deposition so that he can make $80 from TMZ, giving them clips of this kid. Are we fucking out of our mind? If you were a caveman, how would you react to that? How would you react to a tribe if you came over the hill and found them engaged in that behavior? 
You would eat them. You would take their water. You would take everything they had. And you would never look back. You'd take their cave. You'd take their animals. You'd take everything. And you would never look back. Ever. You would erase their cave art. And you wouldn't feel bad. You'd be like, they didn't mean it. They did it wrong. They fucked up. They're idiots. They're a strain of our DNA that fucked up. They, they care too much about this kid. You gotta fucking respect your elders and, and love your children and, 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 and further the species. We fucked up. We're dead. Anyways, so, uh, 826LA. It's for, I mean, 826. It's for the kids. It is for the kids. And it's going to teach them how to write. And... Yeah, yeah. It'll be so, good. So, so, Dan, uh, you're saying you wouldn't want to mentor a teenager right now? <laughs> I would, but uh, the first thing I would do is sit him down and say, look, according to NASA, we have 40 years left. I just read this on the internet. According to NASA, what? we got 40 years left. 40, 40 years left On this what? planet. Now, I will say this. Conflict of interest with NASA. NASA, NASA released a report that said can't live on this planet for more than 40 years. Based on, like, population. This is a company that profits if we leave the planet. Right. <laughs> so I will say that. <laughs> However, we did give them nothing Wait, to do are other they, than are think, like, think yeah, about their shit. M- Malthusian, like, 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 uh, like it's ozone. It's, 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 it's a confluence of everything. It's ozone and it's t- tidal waves and pickles are getting bigger. And <laughs> so I would say... Bees, I, are, bees are turning into potatoes. I, I don't know. I, I, I would say you and I at age 40 and you're 41. No, we nailed it. No, we're, we're going to ride that We're gonna ride that wave right into the beach. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. As soon, as soon when I heard that, I, I came over to the Rick and Marty room and they were like, do you hear? NASA said we got 40 years left and I was like, I'm, like, I'm the bad guy in a ski movie. I nailed it. In my dreams, I'll make it to that. My kid will be 10. I'll be like, so long, Toby. You're, you're done good. Your kid's named Toby? <laughs> because you're a, big, you're a big Roots fan. It's better than Aaron, Aaron's, Aaron's riffs. Aaron, well, yeah, Saffron and yeah. fucking... Cormick. <laughs> Cormick? Yeah. For real? It's the new hunter. Oh, dear. <laughs> we'll bring her out soon. Uh, all right. Tyler? Would Tyler. You, Tyler, would you shut the fuck up for three seconds? <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I've just been rambling and going on and on and on. Tyler, what does a 28-year-old Harmontown fan that's listening in, let's say, Seattle, let's say, because there's this L.A. tag on 826LA, we're doing things locally, what what do they do? (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you. Uh, Yeah, so anyone can go to 826national.org. That is 826national.org. And uh, that website will tell you everything you can do for any city in the U.S. that has an 826. And they can volunteer their time. They can tutor kids ages 6 to 18. Um, They can help with field trips. Uh, They can literally sit down and read a book with someone. Uh, it's, all the, kids, it's all the things you don't want to do. They, well, so. they have to, yeah, but an, an objective says, yeah, the, the, one of the coolest things is they, they bring kids into these field, field trips, into these local uh, centers, and the kids get to write a book, and they leave that day with a bound book that they wrote, which is 
Dan, I, I think I don't think you can dismiss the power of that. I to think a kid. I think you should do it. Uh, like, I, and not, I'm not like being like challenging you. I'm saying like, I, go face your fears. Pick an age from six to eighteen. You said no. I will. I will do it. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> because and I would say I don't care what which age group you pick or what kid you get. I, I would say that it will be. Uh, it will impact you in a good way. I guarantee it. I'll do. I'll do. I'll do whatever I can. I mean, I, I've been, I've been aching for. I need. I need to be like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like yes, I have that. That there's part of my soul that's been like decaying. Uh, it's obviously like where a limb is supposed to be growing and reaching out. And I hope you get like a 17 year old girl who. Wow. Okay. Who like on site. Doesn't like the cut of your jib. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, that's a good six years on uh, ABC this fall. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Uh, all right. Well, let's thank Ty- Tyler for coming up and representing H C Six. He's a beneficiary of that organization, and he came today, and he he bought a lot of shit to benefit that charity. Which may put people off. They're like, "Well, what are you like, uh, some kind of insect hive? Do you just do you just train people to? Uh, are you like Scientologists?" Wait, so yeah, oh yeah. So you you're a beneficiary of the charity, and yet you put money back into the charity for other. He kids. was one of the original kids, and he he got all kinds of cool swag today. How much money did you raise today? Can you say, or is that, is that, is that bad? Well, lots and lots. I don't know. There, there, there was there was donations that came in just because we raised awareness of the charity. There was we had a nice garage sale today, where we were, you know fifty cents for this for my Tootsie DVD, and you know. and there was also I was walking around with a sign around my neck that said, that Aaron put around me that said fifty dollars to do a shot with Dan Harmon, and some some of these people that took me up on that. I think. <laughs> Uh, we raised, we raised, we raised quite a bit. It was good. It was a good day for them and us and America and God and uh, Hostess Twinkies. Uh, so uh, okay. So while I was <laughs> while I was <laughs> while I was at this event today, this garage sale, I don't I don't usually pay attention to this stuff. But I, I, I walked around the room, and I saw a thing on the table, and I was like, oh, that's funny that uh, Aaron's got a uh, book about Sinbad's advice on comedy. <laughs> <laughs> she, had, she, she, had a book that, she had a book that was like the comedy Bible advice from, it said Jerry Seinfeld, Paul Reiser, George Carlin, uh, 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 George Wallace. Uh, uh, I, I just like, like rattle off. <laughs> it, <laughs> Com- what's that? Unfortunately, it's called Comedy Insights. Comedy Insights. And on the cover, it's just like this two-column list of people. And I swear to God, every single person on that list is, you can, you can le- let it go. And then just like right in the middle of it, it just says Sinbad. <laughs> and I, and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny, because it kind of makes Sinbad feel like a contest winner, like after all this time. And I, 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 I took a took an Instagram picture of it, and I was like, I was gonna make this tweet where I'm like, I don't, I don't know what my tweet was gonna be like, eh, fuck Sinbad, you know, <laughs> let, let's just sum it up like that. And I went and sat over there. There was a chair there. It was one of my chairs that hadn't been sold yet. And I I sat there in the chair, and I started to engineer this Instagram slash tweet. 
and I was about to fire off, and this wave came over me that we all call deja vu, which I wanted to talk about a little bit because I suddenly had this incredible sense. Sometimes you get deja vu where you're kind of standing in a kitchen and like, I can swear I had this conversation before. I, I, I had a huge one today. I, I had a deja vu that went on for like, like three minutes, it seemed like. like I, I get deja vu a lot. I, I was filled with, like, like I, you, get, you get little ones where you're like, yeah, I feel like I've been in this kitchen talking to this hipster about <laughs> the fact of the government's bullshit. Like, I, like, how do you know that that didn't happen already? I mean, you, you, you've been high for two weeks. Like, it probably did happen. I was sitting in this chair in this weird, like, it, everything was so, this is such a freaky thing. De, the concept of deja vu I don't. I am not. I'm not a spiritually. Uh, I'm a spiritual person. I believe in like uh, some kind of relationship with the unknown. I, I choose to personify the unknown. I choose to have a relationship with the things I don't understand. Otherwise, I'm going to go into a McDonald's with a machine gun. And I, 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 but that's something I choose, and it doesn't. That, that has that has nothing to do with evidence. I'm not. I'm not Fox Mulder. I, I, I choose precisely the opposite. But we reason. will use this. Uh, this particular episode of this podcast as evidence when you do kill people. Go ahead. I'll be dead. I mean, I guarantee you, when I kill all of you, I'm going to do it in a way that takes me out, too. That's yeah! Good. Thank you. So I have more respect than, than, than my predecessors. Weird thing to cheer for, but all right. No, they know. They, I want to be killed by a guy who has the balls to kill himself. I respect that. Too, too soon? Right. Too right. close? Too right. far? I don't know. Too, too uh, possible? <laughs> too something. Okay. Too, too plausible. Fine. Speaking of, speaking of too everything, Anatoly is wearing a Christmas wreath on his head. There's a young lady behind you. I guess she can see me. I don't know. Like I said earlier, he's dressed as Puck from Midsummer Night's Dream for some reason. <laughs> he's dressed as Puck from Midsummer Night's Dream in Dead Poet Society. <laughs> the kid who killed himself. Oh, Neil! Oh, Neil! My boy! Can you fly, Bobby? <laughs> Kurt Wood Smith shout outs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, anyways. Did, what was did, I talking about? Uh, you're talking about, uh, I don't know, about killing everybody. Deja vu. Deja vu. I wasn't going to drink, but I'm going to crack open uh, this Raphael's uh, Fernambra. I could have sworn to God. To, okay, th this is just like. I, I was filled. I was filled with the sensation that if I had clicked send or tweet or whatever the button says, okay, go, go, you, you gotcha, you gotcha, GoPro, whatever it says, are, are, are Teddy you, Bear. I don't know what. Are you, are you on a Samsung? <laughs> you say Samsung. You gotcha, Samsung, right? You gotcha, Samsung. That's what the button says. You gotcha. <laughs> I was absolutely convinced that if I did it, I was going to die. And I didn't do it. I was... There's no, no. You don't have to clap. Really, that's Wait, not, because, because you're having deja vu? 
Because the deja vu was that convincing. I was actually that convinced that I was living in some weird nexus of time and space. <laughs> that and, and I part of my memory of sitting I, okay, when I, I was sitting there and I was looking this way and I was looking at an image of like a bunch of weird shit on a table that was like a weird garage sale thing and I was looking at like a tweet that I was about to click send on and I had this sudden sense I had this memory of a, like a dream that I had when I was a kid of that image which I didn't understand at the time because obviously there was no, this space didn't exist. So I was remembering a memory that I remembered having when I was younger of this same space, but I also remembered not understanding what any of it meant, but I also remembered that I was about to click send on something on this device in my hand which at the in my memory didn't make any sense because it didn't exist yeah. in my childhood but that when i clicked send i was going to die so i didn't <laughs> click send so the question is is sinbad's publicist god no. which would explain his presence on the cover of that book i is, think sinbad is a universal contest winner I, I, I used to have i used to have deja vu twice a day every day for a long time and deja vu that went on for a long long time and so i had to look into it and I've heard it explained as it's an iron deficiency. It's a, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's so I need to be eat more iron, uh, like more spinach and shit. Spinach, yeah. although spinach, uh, the reason why Popeye eats spinach, the reason why people think spinach is is is, is, uh, is, is iron like heavy, it was a typo. Uh, there, there was a, a, a. It was supposed to be spinach. <laughs> Some like early like I, I don't know what year it was, but there was something where they they they, they like b- like early days of the FDA, but before that they, they typed up how many like how, how much uh, iron spinach had in it, and there was a typo of, of a decimal point, and it made it seem like spinach had like, zillions of, of, of like of, 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 of percentage points of, of iron. It doesn't. It, it doesn't have more iron than most green vegetables. It was just it was just a typo and a thing, but that got lots of press, and that's why Popeye had they ate lots of spinach. But back to my point. <laughs> I, it, it was explained to me that, that deja vu is because I, I have so many of them. When I have them, like, they, they, like, like I, I've been here and I can predict the future. Like, I, like the guy's going to walk in. Oh, shit, there's the guy. And think of, no, no, you, you're seeing a guy walk in, but your synapses are firing twice. It's, 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 a, it's, a it's like a hiccup. It's, it's a multiple So it feels firing. like your brain is folding. But here's the fucking... But, but when, when, when the synapse fires the second time, uh, it's sensing it for the first time. And the first time it happens... Uh, it's been stored as subconscious memory, which doesn't have a date stamp. On. That's the crank. That's it. That's what's happened. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah, it so, felt like I so was you, like eight years old and dreamt you're, it. And you're, you're you're going into a drawer in, in your subconscious mind that has no date stamp. It's, it's just this weird like grab bag of stuff that it could. It, it feels like a dream, a, a childhood memory. It happened a split second before, or, or, or a nanosecond So your before. entire life is like your mom's rubber stamp collection. <laughs> Tell me more about this. <laughs> My I mean, mom collects rubber stamps. She's, just, she's got a snowflake for Christmas. She's got, she can bring it out every Christmas, but if she chooses to, she can bring it out for Mother's Day. She doesn't give a fuck. It's whatever you dip into ink and you, it's, it's just like fucking stamps. Your brain has stamps and yeah. it just goes... <laughs> <laughs> 
you, you, used, you used a royal uh, we on that one. Uh, okay, my mom's crazy and has a rubber stamp collection. I, I'm saying your brain is fucking, it's origami. It can fold in on itself. Your, our perception of reality is based on, oh, this happened and then this happened. But we, in those, in those fleeting moments, we can feel like something happened an indeterminate time ago. Yeah. And if, if you killed somebody... Here we go again. <laughs> if you killed somebody and then someone came up behind you and hit you in the head with a shovel, and then you woke up in a hospital bed and no one, somehow the person you killed tumbled down a ditch and they fell into a tar pit and they sank and they didn't have family and no one cared. <laughs> Let's just say. And they were a babysitter that you got on Craigslist and uh, you looked into it. No, no one knew she was at your house. <laughs> and you're in the Lower Bray area, and it's filled with tar. I, no, I, I'm, I'm doing a bit on the side. Uh, it's, it's, are, you I'm saying, are you planning a murder? Saying theoretically, right. you hit someone in the head with a shovel. They tumble down a pit into a tar pit. They sink down. You, at the same time, like like a, uh, your friend comes up behind you and goes like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> You're missing the party, and they—they've got such a static charge on their feet that when they touch your shoulder, you—you you get amnesia. This is a theoretical construct for the purposes of an existential. Do you understand? If a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, like I'm saying, one of these. What things. the fuck is going? Is this, a, this is all in Forrest Gump's book, right? So you wake up in a hospital. You don't remember this person who fell into a tar pit. No one that else you, does. That you killed. You never remember that you did it. Why? Because the guy's... Because your brain stopped working. Because you... Because of the static static amnesia. Uh, do I really have to, like, I mean, do I have to be such a fucking sci-fi wizard that I have to construct, like, a device, a helmet that comes over your head? Oh, I mean, I'm saying if you don't remember... If, and you and you and while you not you're not remembering that person stops existing, so you don't remember yourself. So you wake up in a world where you killed this person, but you don't remember that you did it, and no one ever knows that you did it. So you're just walking around. You're at the water cooler, like, hey, Gladys. Uh, <laughs> oh, how about those Packers? Don't don't go there. And you're like getting mad too. You would be getting mad about like someone would go, hey, did you hear Steve cheated on the billiards pool or whatever the fucking office? I don't know what these office people are talking about. And you'd be like, he he did what? He well, that's not fucking cool. He shouldn't do that. Like you'd be mad. I'm, I'm mad. I, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's this is the human condition. If you don't remember, where's this guy going? He's got to take he's got to take that bad of shit. All right, that's fine. I don't mean to shame you. I'm not trying to shame you. I I, I met this woman. Uh, her name is Alice Flaherty. She's a, a a famous crazy doctor from uh, Harvard Harvard from made up name world. Uh, <laughs> She's Alice Flatterty. Alice, Alice Flatterty. Yeah. You, you can look her up, and she's uh, okay. She, let's all look her up. Yeah, do. Yeah. Uh, she, Alice she's, Flatterty. Uh, Harvard. Uh, like I think she's the, she's the chief chair of neurology there, and she teaches at Harvard. She's the the, uh, the head of neurology at Boston General, I think. And I met her, and she's like little, like tiny little gal, and she walks on the tip of her toes, and she's hypergraphic, and she writes down everything she uh, thinks about. Like I, I, I read about her, and I met her. And I said something about, like, I was telling some story, and she wrote it down on her arm. And I said, will you pull up your sleeve? And she was like, really? <laughs> she pulled her sleeve up, and she had writing all up her arm. And she's hypergraphic. Uh, in her, uh, she has crayons, like, like a certain kind of crayon that she can write in the shower. 
her shower in, in her in her place has is nothing but writing, and her ceilings in her uh, in her house are a bunch of uh, bulletin boards hung like next to each other, so she can put uh, like post-it notes on it to create more surface area. She's hypergraphic, and she is a walking cat scan, and she like, can walk into a room full of people, and she can see something going on with people, and she goes like, "Wait, did you ever go scuba diving?" Well, yeah. Okay. You have temp- uh, temperature reversal. It's a, it, you, you touch a certain kind of coral, and like she just reads people's minds and stuff like that. And uh, she, I, I was telling a story about how I fainted once, and she goes, "Wait, what? Like she overheard me. I, w- I wasn't telling it to her. I was telling somebody else. She goes, "You fainted once? Well, how, how old are you?" I go, "22 or three. She goes, "Had you just peed?" <laughs> I said, yeah, I, I just paid. She goes, oh, thank God, and walked away. I said, thank God! <laughs> she just left you with that. Uh, You've been emailing her ever since. What did you mean? <laughs> I, 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 I did a pilot for a TV show that never aired for, uh, I think, a TBS or something, and uh, it, was, it was about her, about you know, like another crazy doctor, but she's for real, and she's, she's like wonderfully brilliant. Um, there was an actor in, in a scene where I, I was playing a neurologist, and an actor was brought in on a on a gurney, and he had a um, he was having a brainstem herniation. He had, there was a farmer, who, and this is based on a real thing, had touched a, a, a electrified fence, and his he had a pacemaker, and it gave him a brainstem herniation, whatever that is. And so she was there with a bunch of other like this was cast, crew, lighting people, doctors. They all got it. Uh, no. Oh, sorry. They're, 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 we're, we're all in a hospital room, in, in a working hospital, where they shoot like Grey's Anatomy, which is like next to a real hospital. And she was talking to this actor who's a really good, like, you know, like, like maybe like late 50s, early 60s actor, laying on a gurney. And, uh, and she goes, okay, what would happen in this? You'd be on your back, and your back would be arched, and your toes would be pointed, and like, like arched and pointed together, and your teeth would be gritted, and you'd be screaming gibberish. And so she goes, try that. And so the actor goes, and he does it. And she goes, oh, God, I want to cut your brain open. I want to fucking just want to. <laughs> because she, she explained to me later on, she's like, she's like, neurologists are, we're not like therapists. We're, we're werewolves. We're zombies. No. We're zombies. We want brains. Like your brain is a crossword puzzle, and we just want to figure it out. She's like, like your brain is so fascinating. She's like, she's like Jeff, when you talk and you do this with your hands, she goes, do you have, like she, she would say, when you wake up in the morning, do you do this, 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 this? I go, yeah. She goes, yeah, because it's the way you, like everything you do with your hands, she can explain your whole life to you. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. So this actor's on his back, and he's doing it perfectly. She goes, then there, there's a point when you go into a certain kind of like s- a severe like seizure. And what would happen is you, your, your back would go all the way up off, off the gurney, and your eyes would go straight down to where we couldn't even see your irises. It would just be white, but your eyes are looking straight down. So look down as far as you can. So the guy is doing it. I'm standing right next to him because I'm in the scene. His eyes go straight down, but they're only like like half, like you can still see half of his iris. And she goes, no, no, like look all the way down. Yeah, I can't even do it. <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to do it, and well, I can't do it. And she, and she goes, you, and so this, this Alice Flaherty, she's like, you know, she's like four foot 11, you know, like she's like, you can't look any further down than that? And the actor's like, I'm looking down as far as I can. She goes, 
And just, just uh, 25 people in the room. And she goes, you have seven weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Even weirder. Even, way weirder. She, she looks at him, and I'm sitting right next to her and looking down at this actor on the gurney. And she goes, you can't look any farther down that? She goes, and he goes, I'm looking as far as down as I can. And she goes, hmm. When you were, like, a really little, maybe like four or five or six years old, somebody fell. And you were looking down at it, but you don't want to look down anymore. What would you remember that? And the guy goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. So this was a CW show. No, no. This was for real. Okay, all right. It was for real. All right. And also, some of the people in the room are actual medical, like, like uh, the, the people that are consultants that, like, are there to make sure that you're, you're doing it right in a hospital setting. And everybody goes fucking silent. And she goes, now look down. And his eyes go all the way down. <laughs> she, I mean, and, and, and then she goes, I want to talk to you later about that. And everybody, like, all the fucking hair on the back of my neck stood up. Yeah. And, and I talked to her later. And she goes, she goes, the brain is this thing that if you touch it, it feels like toothpaste. It's this weird mass of goop in our heads. And we'll never understand it. But she can walk into a room and go, like, you went scuba diving once. <laughs> And we made a bad pilot. <laughs> yeah, uh, she wasn't able to like uh, like. Your eyes are looking at the TV. Uh, what are you seeing? American Idol. Uh, but, 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 uh, the they're they're oh, they're able to look away. What I, are you I, watching? I, I, uh, I, weird crap with no explanation. I have to say the code of this is amazing. It's like yeah, we, we did this thing, and she's like, "You guys are like you actors." She goes, "It's so funny." It's like you're the worst neurologist in the world. You you are not doing it right. I was like, "Why?" She's like. She's like she said, because neurologists, we're bad with people. We only want to solve the puzzle of the human brain. We're not good with human interaction. But you guys, you come into a scene and you touch the other actor who's going through this thing. You walk in and you put your hand on the shoulder. You smile. And she's like, we know that you can reverse engineer happiness by smiling. You can actually tell people, like, raise your cheeks up and it actually creates joy. Like, you're, you can reverse engineer happiness through faking smiles. She's like, we know that, but we're bad at it. So she wrote an article about how actors taught her to be a better neurologist. Uh, and so there's a picture of me in the Harvard Medical Journal. <laughs> All right. That's... Let's bring out uh, my betrothed, Darren McGathy, who... Uh... to bring you out because I I feel like you helped a l- out a little bit in today's charity. Uh, <laughs> Dan, you did most of the lifting today. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I was the reason why everything t- happened today. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Aaron, Aaron is the, absolutely the, I, I, I wish I could show everybody a slideshow of all the times Aaron tried to make me lift a finger for any of this, and I reminded her of the deal we had. <laughs> From the get-go, which was... You did a lot. You, you did do lie. whatever you want. I will show up on Sunday. Uh, but if uh, uh, at any point you ask me to do anything, I am, I am, I am going to yell at you and be mean to you. And, and, I, and I held to that because I'm a hero. No, you, no, you, 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 you sell yourself short. You were great. You did a lot. May, may I share my favorite uh, theory about deja vu, which I think is, is one of the more popular theories about why de- deja vu happens, is that your brain is simply mistaking the present for the past, 
meaning that like there's something that goes wrong in your brain. And often like people experience deja vu before seizures. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just put the goocher on me? <laughs> what what saying, can we all just watch Jeff with spoons in our pockets? Um, uh, the, <laughs> I'm joking. It's an old type because people used to put spoons in people's mouths, uh, seizures. Anyway, but the, the, the idea that your brain, it's just like a neurological misfire. The idea that your brain can actually be like, no, this happened, this happened before. But it's yeah. the, the idea that we have a condition in our brain that just that says. Yeah, I think it's what Jeff was describing. It's sort of like like the, the engine's kind of like it's it's a backfire like when you're when your muffler goes pop it's because like something's happening with the pistons your engine is going that's the insane thing is that like your our brains are designed to go down these railroad tracks that we are like we take for granted ha- happen at a slap, 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 like, like, but there's absolutely no reason why yeah. a brain on a railroad track can't, for instance, just go backward. Uh, if, for instance, the entire railroad, railroad track should go, should decide to fold in half. So, so something that, that, that has more power over the railroad than the people who built their little railroads. Um, like, for instance, the god that created the entire planet, the the entire the, the force of gravity. It's which it's it's so to me. I've never had a deja vu that wasn't filled with an absolute like sense of dread. I didn't click send after the deja vu was over. I declined to click send on a Sinbad bashing Instagram because. I was so convinced that I had I I had been about to click send on this Sinbad bashing that I was certain that when I clicked send I was going to die. Iron deficiency. Iron. De- I, I just need to eat more Jared Tall. Uh, Jeff, what was your friend's name? Alice. Alice. Flaherty. Su- Suter boots. Uh, <laughs> Suter boots. Al- well, she's yeah, she she's uh, nay Suter boots. Um. <laughs> I, I, I think uh, your admiration of her is really beautiful. I also think it's very funny that you're just, sorry, I just spit on Anatoly. I think you're like you describing describing her home, walking in and there being things hanging everywhere. Well, this <laughs> is by, disconcerting. This, this, is by, this, this, this is by her description. I, I, I'd never been there. It's, it's her description of it that uh, she says that like this hypergraphia, I think it's called, like where you write a lot. If, if you are a bad writer and you write everywhere and you write on every surface, they lock you up. If you're a good writer and, and, you're, and, and, and you're hypergraphic, you're Chaucer, you're Dostoevsky. Uh, there, there's people that have been hypergraphic throughout the ages that they cannot stop writing. And there's a reason why we have these giant tomes by certain authors. And she said, the, the greatest thing I ever did was uh, marry a publisher. Uh, but, 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 she, but she really does carry a certain kind of pen to write all the way up her wrists. Uh, but also, she is uh, like... She was hospitalized, I, I believe. Uh, Shocking. For, for uh, like self, like she, she kind of like melted down, and they said like, you can't like self-diagnose yourself. We have to put you away for a while. Oh man. And uh, and she's like, no, no, like, I, I can do this. But she would stay. She wouldn't sleep, and she would build things. Does the uh, that's why I don't believe in psych- psychiatry or psychology. Why? Like in movies because like, there's a like, disease you can diagnose called being awesome. 
but yeah, like, they call it or anything else when you see like superiority complex is a is a diagnosable thing. You can go to a qualified doctor and you can tell them how you feel and they can tell you that you have a diagnosable thing called superiority complex. And I'm like, okay, that may be true for an inferior person. <laughs> However, you may need to dig deeper than that, parasite. Actuality complex. Uh, keep keep going. I, I, I yes, I am. I have a complex about how superior. Superi- I am. Superiority complex isn't superior enough a name for what I have. Yeah, and that's. I, but I'm, I'm being glib. But that's the failing of studying the mind. It's a fucking don't don't laugh. I, was, I mean, do laugh. I was laughing because you put the mind in quotes. Well, I'm saying like, like this idea did. that you can circumscribe intellect has this at, huge failing. Everyone that we've ever, everyone that built the world that we're sitting in, the, hu- the human brain. Is we're the sitting here under lights created by a guy that believed more than someone else that you could illuminate this room after after sundown we we and most importantly of all we understand the universe we're living in because of a guy who didn't believe unlike everyone else that the reason light seems to travel the same speed no matter what point of departure it has isn't because there's some unseen jello we all live in called the ether it's because e equals mc squared that guy was out of his fucking mind. If Einstein had gone to a therapist, they would have told him so many times, knock it off. They would have said, like, uh, do you really think that thinking that light is a variable is getting you anywhere? No, I guess not. Uh, don't you think you should comb your hair and change your sweater and fucking go work at Ikea? Fuck, fuck, fuck therapists. And I'm not saying that anyone that has a problem with therapy no, is no going one. to be Einstein. I'm just saying, fuck you, therapy. You just hate change. I don't... Wait, I love change. What are you talking about? I hate change. Einstein loved change. He was like, change everything all the time. He died going, I didn't change enough. <laughs> Stephen Hawking is like, I can't change enough. Like, he's trying to change everything. Every day he's like, oh, fuck my body. I, I, uh, my, I, only my eyeballs can move. I still want to prove how fucking retarded every. God damn it, I said it again. <laughs> Dan, 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 you're especially always trying to like soak up positive. You've come down pretty hard on retards on the show. (laughs) My sister's retarded, so fuck everybody. You you can't keep cashing that chip in, man. I mean, I gotta gotta try. I know I can't. I'm you, sorry. you, you especially uh, seem to always seek out like positive things to change about yourself. You just don't like therapists because uh, they're not as smart as you most of the time. Because most people <laughs> Wait, aren't as smart. What, what more reason do you need? No, I don't need any. I agree with you. I think I think that's a valid thing. I don't think it has anything to do with. Do you, do you, we have, a hand, we have a hand shooting up, and we like to respect this at Harmonton. What's why is your hand shooting up? Adam Gomer told me to go for it. No, I, yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, whoa. Well, what's uh? I've been seeing. Hello there, my name is Liz. Hello. Big fan. We're in a safe place. I have been seeing a therapist for four years, and he is much dumber than me. 
right. And uh, I think what you're saying about therapists is something that's untrue. They don't try to make you act like a normal person. I think you're a little bit angry because you don't actually have Asperger's, and a therapist would tell you that. that you're just kind of a jerk. I don't. I don't believe that I have Asperger's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't fault anybody for telling me that. It was. Were you expecting a standing ovation for saying that? It's individual. I don't. Maybe it's not necessarily about someone being smarter than you, but it's someone. It's about like I think it's. I I haven't found a great therapist, and I don't think it's because I can't find anyone smarter than me. But like I think you have to find someone that we'll works with you. But wait, I want to. <laughs> let's stick to the healthy core of what she's saying. You're saying you, you're a reasonably intelligent person, and you've been going to a therapist that you feel you can sense. Maybe hopefully he's not listening, or she. Uh, you feel like maybe they're. Not, not, I, I've told him they're dumber than you, but you're you're achieving a benefit from meeting with this person. So explain that how how that's possible. How you can go to a therapist that you think is dumber than you, and how that can benefit you. I have a health insurance from uh, I think Anthem, and it covers uh, Adderall prescription for five dollars a month. So, okay, so you so have a drug dealer. Right. <laughs> yes. And he's dumb because he gives you drugs and you don't need them. So that's great. That's what you're saying. Technically, I do need them. I have ADHD. He won't diagnose it because he doesn't believe in diagnoses. <laughs> I have a million and no questions. <laughs> I, have, I have negative five questions. Yank the mic back. Like a fucking, like, but thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, no, no, Adderall's no, therapy, great. Like, no, uh, therapy's fine. Like, everything where I, 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 and I think Dan feels the same way. Recently, like, I, I think that uh, realizing that arbitrary things, like anything that makes you feel better, giving power, like deciding that a chair every time you see a chair every day is going to remind you that humanity is important. Like it's, it's whatever fucking works for you. Dan's not saying that therapy's bad. Yeah, I am. I, I, no, for you. No, not, but you won't. But you won't say definitively. No, think, you don't. You don't think it is. You I don't think, think for it is. I think for. But but I do think. I think there's a fucking danger in it. I do. I I agree. I think I think that the idea of therapy is founded by like there is no such thing as a revolutionary therapist. There is no such thing as a person who sets up an office in a mini mall and sits there with a clipboard and waits for patients to come in and sign their health insurance form and can't wait to tell that person that everything they thought walking in is bullshit and they but, need to go out and fuck it up. But when someone There's comes no to you thing. when someone comes to you and says, Dan, like I have a therapist and I don't know if I'm an asshole, but this person works for me, you don't say to them, that's not true. Like you're you're happy for people to do their own thing, right? Marriage. <laughs> <laughs> You're yes. fine with you're fine with people. Yes, people who are already happy with the way things are going, who are having I'm like weird too fine a point speed on bumps. Um, I think that there's ways. We got We got We got We got another hand coming coming up from the middle of the crowd. Uh, I don't know why. I hope. I hope it's not just okay. I, I won't say what I hope it's not. Hi. It's just, hello. I'm a big fan. All right. Hi, well, thank you. <laughs> um, I just want to say that I didn't go to therapy for a really long time, and I started going, and she's amazing. And it's not because she tells me anything new. It's because she supports the ideas I already have. And she's a fucking awesome feminist. And All right. Now tell her she's wrong. <laughs> tell her her feelings are bad. Tell her her joy is wrong. Okay, all right. Tell her she, she should buy a bottle of booze. No, I got uh, 
Oh, I, I drink plenty. <laughs> what's, what's your, are you willing to I'm, say I'm your joking. name? Or? Yeah, I'm Zoe. Zoe. Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> I, I did go, okay. I, I, here, okay, all right. Uh, here, here's where I come clean. I went to a therapist once who uh, I think was awesome. What? <laughs> And he was he was way too expensive, way too expensive. <laughs> like if I had my mental health would have cost me ho- my home, my everything. I would have been under a bridge, being like, I'm I I get why this bridge is deserves to be over me. Uh, I, I I just fucking bailed because I got nervous because he was not covered by Blue Cross or Blue Shield or anything, and I just I just bailed. He was Jungian. He he told me. Uh, I, I'm saying like Zoe's saying like she she you know she's she's probably a feminist. She went to a therapist who's a feminist. It's like in other words to extrapolate that you went to a therapist who's actually so activated that yeah you didn't feel like you were sitting in a strip mall with somebody who was an agent of compromise. No, she she challenges me, but if I tell her that's not how I feel, she totally. She wants you to be who you are and yeah. who she is. Zoe yeah. actually doesn't have a mic right now. That's just how active <laughs> she is. She's booming out. To her, her sense of self-worth is I that did go to resonance. a guy who was like this amazing like, like guy who, who was a Jungian guy who told me on our, in our first session, he said, go home. And it was, it was all Jungian stuff, and I, I, I'm into Campbell. And so I, you love therapy. I like, I, like, I like talking to this guy a little bit, kind of. But it was like... It was like I could have. I could have money now. Go back to him, man. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I could be mentally unhealthy and driving around on a Tesla. This young guy was Carl Young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we got. We got. Can you, you yeah, Zoe? Can you pass the mic? To I'm just saying you should see my therapist. She's really supportive. <laughs> I may. I'm, I'm, can, you know, can we? Can we bring her to Harmontown? Shelley Wilson. What's her name? <laughs> Ey. Just really quick. Can we? Wait, uh, really quick, you like talking to a person, but not the title therapist. You like talking to a person and relaying things and actually like having a conversation with someone you feel has the credentials to talk to you. But the, but the, but the therapist, the title therapist is just like too... It gives them the right to take money from you and like all this stuff for like just talking to like a person. Right. I don't. What What do you? I mean, what do you? You're saying that's how I feel. Well, like, like from what I'm like, from what I'm taking from what you're saying. That, that, yeah. I, I, yes, that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's like a dentist, but for your brain. It's, yeah. like, it's yeah. not fair. There's a million bad dentists. They're like, yeah. like, oh, your teeth are fucked up. I'm gonna d- drill here and drill there, and it's like they're fucked up. Like they don't, they don't go to school, and they, like, like they, what they learn at school is how many teeth people have. They don't, yeah. they don't, they don't learn what it takes to have fucking bite. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, yeah. but Zoe is saying like, like you know, yeah. I mean, I. It's like I, a therapist were called expert life livers. Yeah, yeah. you'd totally. question yeah. Uh, everything about them, but it's all it's, it's all different. I mean, I figure I know. This has been a long time coming. I'm glad this <laughs> this size audience came here. I've always been waiting to be called out on this. I know I need to go back to therapy. I know that I know that nobody needs therapy more than me. <laughs> I'm, you know, <laughs> someone wooed. <laughs> <laughs> there, one of your ex-girlfriends is in the back, and 
or, or, is cheering. Somebody, somebody cheered like they were at a Bon Jovi concert. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I very much respect... I, I'm not even sure, young lady, what was your name? Michelle. 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 I, I'm not even sure if you were on my side or Zoe's side or somewhere in between, but, but I, do, I respect everybody who's saying, like, look, I, that, that, that takes bravery. We're in a big throng where obviously all you'd have to do to be on my side is go, fuck therapy. And yet there's... We, 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 have, we have a hand hands. up over here. It's, it's become a town hall. She is a therapist. Oh, come on down. Come on down. Are you willing to come up? Expert life, liver, ombre sweater, looking healthy. No, uh, well, are you are you are you okay coming up? Because okay. we don't we don't bully people here. Do you, have, have, do, you, do you take Writers Guild insurance? <laughs> have you have you been to the show before? Yes, I'm okay. a big fan. I so you know we never pick on people. Yes. No one's gonna pick on you here. Hey, now protest too much. But Just it's okay. You 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 said you got pushed up here, but you're okay being up here, I'm right? Okay, okay, all right. What's your name? My name's Amber. Doctor Amber. Doctor Amber. Amber. All right. I just got licensed. This Friday on the CW. <laughs> I'm, exci- I'm so excited about the show. Like, I, I, this has been a long time coming. I really need to be have my face rubbed in this car- section of the carpet. <laughs> I've been talking a lot of shit a long time about therapy. I don't have any. I don't have a problem with what you've said, but um, <laughs> if I did, it would go a little something. <laughs> <laughs> like this. Therapists are professional helpers, and like any doctor. If you don't like the first one, you find another one that you do like. Right. There are a lot of shitty therapists and therapists that take advantage of people or are egotistical themselves. But I went to school for a long time to learn techniques to help. And, like and, Zoe's therapists and others, there, some of them you find a good connection with someone who's going to be real with you and, and lead you to be a better you. Is there a school? Well, so, so there's there's two things. I just it, just in the short time that you talked, I, I was like, ah, I want to say this. I want to say that. Um, <laughs> the uh, when, when, I charge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, our time is up. Uh, the the I, re- I really hope uh, Amber that you get some money out of this. When, when you when you go, I'll I'll give her a pile of it. If that doesn't, yeah, but I'll go to. You have to give it to eight two six LA though. When, when you but when but when people go to study teeth in dental school, they what they learn is that there's a certain amount of teeth that they exist in an ideal condition in a certain row and things like that. So the thing that scares me immediately is the idea of the human mind as an array of features that's supposed to be arranged in a certain order. I, that's the first thing that scares guys in my profession. I'm not I'm not unique in that way. Every hack writer in the world wants to hold on to his specialness and thinks that it's going to be taken away. And I tell nine out of ten of those people, "Fuck you, you hack! <laughs> stop, stop, stop using the fact that you did a you did a rewrite on the past with John Leguizamo uh, as an excuse to be mean to your girlfriend. Uh, go to therapy. Like, you're being an asshole. Uh, but me, that's a different matter. Like I really like I got something to protect over here. I, I, I how do, how do you how do you respond to that idea that like other sciences are like 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 a doctor goes okay this is what a bone is supposed to do this is what a tooth is supposed to do this is what a liver is supposed to look like when you're dealing with the human mind not the brain but the mind the personality how do you guys what do they teach you in <laughs> 
it's in 144 just, characters. To account for the fact that some people actually are supposed to be a little bit crazy. I think, I think number one is we've had a lot of trouble even being seen as a science. And I'm a psychologist. So Not a psychiatrist, right. I don't prescribe medication. I do talk therapy and those kind of interventions. So... I see the human mind as messy. It is not just black and white. We're taught ways to get you to function better. What's your definition of it not functioning? I don't want to cut you yeah, off. Yeah. Like, 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 but, that's, but that's what's your but if definition? I did, it's if, I, you guys, if, it's if, if I, if I, <laughs> <laughs> what's your definition of it not functioning? If, it's if somebody comes up to you, I would hope if somebody same to you, said to you like. I'm, I am like I'm having fights with my girlfriend. I am gonna marry her in November, and like I, <laughs> this, this is totally hypothetical, by the way. He's asking for a friend. Is it? I, I, I just I like like like. How do you account for? I don't know. How many? I want to ask you a million questions, but I guess I'm <laughs> do supposed it. to pay we, for we it. Have all night. Well, how many patients do you have? What 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 fields do they come from? What what, what where where's your office? How long have you been doing this? Uh, I just finished my postdoc a couple months ago, so I'm starting to work at the VA. I don't have a start date yet. That's my new job. You're working but with veterans? It'll be, it'll be, yeah, it's at the Veterans Hospital in West L.A. But I was working at a private practice in Studio City, and we saw uh, kids and teens with aut- or autism and ADHD, and I saw just regular adults, and I worked at Kaiser for my internship where we saw, excuse me, everyone, any walk of life, psychosis to... I'm just having trouble with my fiance. So not to put you on a spot, but you're like, if you could, def- what what is your definition of? Uh, I don't even want to say an unhealthy mind. I want to say. Um, I would say if the people around you are worried, and there's a consensus that you could be doing better, that would be indication number one. <laughs> that's terrifying. That's, that that's Donald be... Sutherland in Body Snatchers. That, that's what, that... If there's a consensus that you could be, I mean, yeah, that's, you then, know how that sounds. But, but it would also be, do you think you could be doing better? I mean, when someone comes into my office... But what if, what if I think I could be doing better if everyone else thinks I could be doing better? And what if I don't trust them? Then I'd start thinking about certain diagnoses. <laughs> <laughs> then you send me to a psychiatrist. Right. But I would want to talk to those people and spend more than just five minutes in a strip mall with a clipboard. I would spend a couple hours talking to you about what's really going on. What are you worried about? Why are you concerned about coming to see me? Even what? Mm-hmm. Do you, what do you? I mean, you've already. It's always. Some of it's that. always. I'll answer your question. <laughs> I, although I'm not coming to see you. I... <laughs> The last eleven. This therapists. is called playing hard to get. <laughs> the last eleven times I've gone to a therapist has always been because it's make or break. With the I, I'm always on the verge of like I'm hurting somebody that I'm with. I would say you've waited too long. <laughs> I'm not. And I'm waiting for my mic to turn into a bouquet of flowers. <laughs> I just mean that if I think most people make the mistake of waiting until it's, it's a last resort. I get and I'm that. not a couples <laughs> therapist, but she's not on your side, Erin. You're not listening to what she's really saying. Some people do like preemptive, you know, marriage counseling or couples counseling. To, I think that's but that's like picking a scab, right? It's like you should have you should have dealt with this when it was bleeding. No, no, no. I I think preemptive counseling's cool because 
super rad. Uh, <laughs> well, it's I mean, totally Bieber. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm really, I'm really happy with our relationship right now. But we do have a, a few communication issues, so it'd be nice to kind of work out a game plan, or just kind of have a. <laughs> This is one of the problems I would be coming to you with. Is that I have a I have a fiance who tries to parlay any situation into her political advantage. I feel like like I. That's I, not true. I, wait, wait. Somebody, somebody's storming the stage. Can you can you well, can you take that mic? Yeah, sure. I'm coming well, humbly. Well, go sit, just sit behind the table. I'm coming or, humbly. Or or he's just gonna. Yeah. What's your name, sir? James Lively. James Lively? Fake name. I do really, fake name right. counseling. Uh, look at, look at, here's what's cool. Go with maybe a John Smith or a... My name is Most Likely. <laughs> my, my grandfather was a Hollywood writer. Cra- no, no, no. Crazy alcoholic. Blah, 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 blah. So I, and I went to couples therapy. And I went to couples therapy. Okay, so... Why do you have a microphone in your hand right now? I, I, I don't know, like this undeserving douchebag that like, came up here. Like, that's what I am. No, so. but you, you have something to say about couples therapy. Yeah, so if we track back the conversation a little bit, what's oh. interesting, if you go back to your, your, your comment about diagnosing people, no, diagnosing people who have a superiority complex. It's right. troubling because it's like those people are like Darwinian geniuses. They're like going to take us all over, right? They're like the technocratic... Like capitalistic, like geniuses. But what's interesting about therapy is it's like a bunch of uh, angst-ridden people who decided that human compassion is actually more important. That's why they're diagnosing things like superiority complex. You, know, I feel like you expected an applause break that you no, did no, not no, get. No, 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 no. I, I, and then you're kind of like, oh, no, 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 I know. I, I, you know, as long as we're doing philosophy, though, I'm like, you're a Socrates. You care enough to listen to like a rambling idiot like myself. I'm not but a Socrates. Mr. Lively, I, 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 you, you came up to support couples therapy, right? No, no, no. No, no what's interesting? Did I misunderstand? No, what's interesting? I, I, I missed the thesis. What's going on? Yeah, I don't know that there's much of a thesis. Yeah, you can send me no, back then. I know how this I mean, I, we, I, can't, I, we, we can't all be on stage. Yeah, you're right. Let, let it go. Right, you're right. Okay. But, it is, but it is notable that there are James so many people Lively. that are shooting their hands up in support of uh, therapy. But there's got to be a way for you, you to gracefully really, receive. Yeah, yeah, so. I, I have a way. Let, let's supplant James Lively. Thank you very much, James Lively. Let's bring up Spencer Trenton down. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is he here? Spencer's not here. He's not here? He's not here. He's not here? He's not here. Don't tell James Lively that. I, I was sitting I was here with a message for you. Oh, shit. <laughs> Where's Spencer? He's, he, he, he would like to take the week off. I, Spencer has grown up. He's like, remember when Greg you, Brady got his... Uh, thank you, James. Thank you. I have no idea what happened, but thank you. Uh, sorry, y- y- young lady. I I, I didn't. No, no. Give me Dr. the microphone back. We were, we were making head- headway here. Like I, she I gave it to me. She wants. Oh, well, to leave. she's <laughs> yes. Now, Dan, uh, w- would you consider seeing somebody like Dr. Amber or somebody in her ilk? I don't. I don't know if I would. If if her name was Dr. Amber, I would. <laughs> Dr. I would feel Walter. too nervous that when I came home and also, my fiance Amber. asked me how it went with Dr. Amber, I would be like, uh, fine, and it would like it would be like I made lots of. Were you in a porno? <laughs> um, um uh, 
earlier earlier you said that Dr. Amber wasn't on my side. Yes, you were, right? <laughs> Amber, Amber, I mean, don't pick sides. Not in a not in a on my side thing. I, I mean, things, things are fine with us. Everything's fine. No, I know, but I just... we could have we could have some tools. We All could right. use some tools. Is there now, Dan? If, if let's just say hypothetically, you started uh, going to sessions with Dr. Amber, let's say, <laughs> but but Aaron started. She uh, comes back smelling like pina coladas. Yes. <laughs> but, but Aaron started also seeing one of her uh, her uh, other doctors. Uh, Doctor Thor. Doctor Thor. <laughs> We no, need I, an Asana. That's where his office is, Dan. <laughs> I wanted to office. actually, I think Dr. Amber, I think that's a weird name to give a person who's a doctor. It sounds like, it sounds like a striptease is imminent. Uh, I think it's valuable that I, for the last, at least, I have a li- at least a year and a half. Get those dollars out, gentlemen. Taking a shit on the profession of uh, therapy in general. And I, I, I don't know. I would like to hear out any... Uh, perspective from that side like I, I, I we never have anybody up here who has the guts to say okay I do that thing for a living and I'm not a piece of shit and I don't <laughs> I don't prey on people and I'm not an agent of compromise I do just want people to feel good about themselves regardless of how crazy they are that's the thing that I want to well, understand she, li- she likes you and appreciates you I like Dr. Amber I think you should go to Dr. Amber we're not <laughs> Amber h- how many uh, how many towns have you heard or uh, have been to Oh, I listen. I listen regularly. So you should go to Dr. Amber. I don't want to. It's not about where I go. Hang on, hang this on. is a larger, important hang issue. On. I have a, a follow up question. Uh, is there, like, did, does something come to your mind that, like, like I wouldn't make, like, uh, ask you to diagnose Dan, but, like, uh, <laughs> but, but you will in this but, moment. But, 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 but having heard, like, basically, Harmontown is, is nothing more than just a huge, like, uh, soliloquy of, like, you know, what, what's what's going on with him. Like, was there any diagnosis that you that comes to mind, or <laughs> <laughs> you don't have an answer? You don't, you I mean, honestly, I I don't have an answer for that. There isn't one that comes. It's to not mind, really your, your business to diagnose, you right? No, I shouldn't diagnose having just heard a podcast. Right. Your- <laughs> but also, even- yes, Doctor Amber for life. But also, we all be. A psychologist doesn't diagnose, do they? Because they don't prescribe anything. No, we we do diagnose. We use the DSM-5 now, but that is by the American Psychiatric Association. These all sound like real things. They are real. (laughs) But, you know, they're the ones that can push medication, and so if they come up with diagnoses, more of you can qualify for those medications. If If I took insurance and you came to me and I wanted to be reimbursed for helping you and everything, I would need to give you a diagnosis. Oh. You would leave the office with a diagnosis. Kind of a conflict of interest, that. It's, it's a terrible system. Because you because need to actually come up with a label yeah. for and a person who be... happens to just have a problem with the way the world exactly. is. What a, what a weird conflict of interest. <laughs> and that is nothing, like, 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 that's not to say that you have wasted your life and your occupation or that you're not a good person. <laughs> But I will say that means I'm fucking right. Because, uh, uh, like, like, that is fucking horse shit. That's capitalism in action. You, if you have a problem with the way the world works, you're supposed to go to someone in a kiosk and they are beholden not to your condition, not to your happiness, and not even to the happiness of anyone around you, but to the happiness of your fucking healthcare provider. They're, they're beholden to corporations' definitions of mental health. There is no such thing as 
as mental health is defined by a corporation. A corporation defines normality as corporations being human beings, Dr. having Amber, votes, influencing society. That's insanity. Dr. It's Amber. insanity that corporations have any power over anybody. That's automatically insane. You wake up in an insane world. You wake up in a world of psychosis. So by definition, if you feel psychotic, if you think rivers are red and the sky is purple, you may possibly be sane. You may be the only sane person in the world. Taste the rainbow? Fuck you, Skittles. You can't taste a rainbow. Paging Dr. Amber. Code red. They will tell you that you can taste a rainbow. Code rainbow. It's, and it's no, it's not, it's not your fault, but you are part of the beehive, and that's why I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do it. I won't do, taste. Do you have any challenge. pets, Dr. Amber? <laughs> I have two cats. Have two cats. Yes. What are their names? Dolly and Jesse. Dolly and Jesse. <laughs> Go to Dr. Well, well, listen, I, I went to school not to learn what the diagnoses are, but I went to school to learn how to help people who present with a certain problem. Lots of psychologists, lots of people are unhappy with the DSM, if people know what that is, the big book of mental illness. There's huge controversy about it, but I can still be a psychologist and throw some label on something but still treat the, the real issue. If you have something you want to work on, we work on that, and I don't think too much about something I wrote on an insurance form. But you have to write something. If I take insurance, I have to. If I took cash, I'd say, you're just troubled. Let's just talk. How much cash would you take? (laughs) How much are you willing to get? It's not her. You have to make a show. Fucking too much for me to keep coming back. If I happen to be a really smart fucking dude Mm -hmm. who had a bunch of fucking problems, I would go bankrupt trying to set my mind straight. Maybe. For sure. I mean, most charge between $150 and $200 an hour. What? Uh, the dude, the dude that was working on me, was charging more than my rent a month. Uh, it was like I, I, I loved it. He was great, but fucking whatever. Apparently, being mentally healthy means you can't live in this society, which is what I thought walking in the door. That's what makes me crazy. If tomorrow seems weird, maybe it needs to keep seeming weird. Like, I, I don't know. If, you, if you're talking to a fire hydrant, everybody drives by you and like pats their pockets as they walk by. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't help you. But like, like, you keep sliding the lever down from there. It's like, oh, I'm talking to a fire hydrant. Well, I'm talking to a rainbow. Oh, I'm talking to a palm tree. I'm talking to children. I'm talking to the concept of happiness. I'm talking to the TV industry. Oh, my dad worked in TV. Oh, I had a job. Like, 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 and meanwhile, somebody else is like, well, I might be talking to a fire hydrant, but i got to be a dishwasher. But my family doesn't have any money, so I'm out in the street and wandering around, hitting myself in the head. I, I, and, and, and some of those people are Habsburgs, like, like in the 17th century. Like, they, they, it depends on the support system. It's fucking money. Everybody's got chemical imbalances. Everybody's got a blue drop of liquid in their brain and a green drop of liquid, and it's like a certain little balance in their head. Shamanism. Good news is no one's, <laughs> no one's going to make you go to therapy. I know nobody's going to make me go to therapy. I'm trying to set this shit straight once and for all. I'm shuffling off this mortal coil. I'm I'm done with this planet. I have done... I I, I made it. I fucking won. I don't need shit. What I I would like to do is look back on this Monopoly game from wherever Beyond Go is and go, 
Fuck you, people. What did you think was the was the point of the game? It's called jail. How many? How many? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 like, because I, I mean, if it's if the if the point of the game is to have a certain amount of red hotels and a certain amount of squares, like, I I just want to understand, like, what do I have to do to be a good person? Because I want to have a I want to have a kid. I want to have two kids. I want to I want to I want to I want to spend the rest of my life. <laughs> I want to slowly crumple into a skeleton and like crumple into dust and leave a kid behind me. But I, and I don't want to. You want, I don't you want to leave a kid behind a skeleton? <laughs> yes, Jeff. That's called parenthood. Yes. You don't want to leave a kid in front of a skeleton. That's hey, that's bad. Hey, hey, Dad, let's throw a baseball. Oh my God! Oh my God! I'm sorry. You're stranded up here. Should we? Do, do you? Do you? Do you have any final words for your vocation? Or? I, I definitely. I, I think. I think you seem like a really like. You're, I like you're Dr. Definitely Amber. a hero for coming up here. I also like here. Dr. Amber. Uh, is there? Is there anything else? To, I have to give some sort of message. Therapy's not for everyone, but if you're interested, <laughs> try a few until you find one that works. You heard people talk about it tonight, and it is just finding a connection with someone else. And it, if it's not a therapist, it's your podcast is your therapy, mm-hmm. I think. Would you agree? Okay, so stay up here for a second. <laughs> now you're trapped, because this brings up a good point. Whenever, when we're in the beginning, we were talking about the hunted. Like a, a, a dentist gets to say, like, okay, this is where your molar should be. If your molar's in the front, then something wrong. And the dentist well, wh- can wh- say... Why the teeth thing? Because it's an easy analogy to compare it to another science. Okay. Okay. So with the, with the mind, as Amber is saying, it's obviously more nuanced than that. However, according to the insurance companies, it ain't. That's the problem. So what I'm saying to Amber is, in view of that, and the fact that, that, that that's how it is, is your suggestion to people like that, unlike a dentist, uh, with therapy, we're actually, it's beholden upon the consumer to actually explore as much as they would with a romantic relationship. You have to actually speed date. You have to totally. if you if you if you go to your first therapist and and you're happy you're you're fucking up maybe yeah and you're not really talking to your dentist the way, <laughs> you're, the way that you might to- and your teeth are like <laughs> set in order by order of six million years of evolution whereas your brain is I'm saying like yeah. so all of you out there who are happy with your first therapist you're about as happy as people who married out of high school go fuck yourself. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck all of you. Enjoy your divorce. Stacy and Steve. Oh, you were so cute together, remember? You fucked up. What do you think the odds were? Oh, sorry, Zoe, you're raising your hand. I have something to say. Amber's like, God damn it, what do I got to do to get out of here? Act, act three. So it, my first therapist was the one who got helped me get out of my first unhappy <laughs> okay, marriage. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm serious. All right, it's so, fine. Yeah. Well, when you put a human face on it, okay, it's fine, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think your second therapist might have made you ooh, really mentally healthy? To, to like be, at a to level be fair, that... my therapist doesn't take insurance, so she's not beholden to anyone. I think you're a little jaded. 
and people, if you need therapy, you should really pursue it. Don't listen to this guy. It's amazing. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, you don't want to listen to a yeah, fat, rich millionaire. Like, like, doesn't speak for... Yeah, I agree I'm, with that. I'm yeah. also a millionaire. Just <laughs> well, okay, now, see, that, that doesn't... <laughs> it's not a competition, I'm saying. I don't represent... It, it, it was until it was. A fat, rich millionaire with hair in his back. Okay, I was a proper... I was a proper lost for a long time I didn't believe in therapy and then I was so unhappy that I started going and it's incredible I everyone should do it if you want to first therapist she's on her first, first therapist she's amazing she's amazing first therapist yeah. right out of high school I'm 29 years old what's that I'm 29 years old it's, 29 I've only been going to her for like a year well you know, yeah. first, still first therapist but seriously it's someone who supports you and cares about you and they're unbiased not as much as your second therapist <laughs> I don't know, man. So wait, are you saying my second husband is going to like me better than my first husband did? Yes. (laughs) I'm looking for... I'm saying my first joke would get a bigger laugh than the callback. Don't be so mean to my first therapist. She's really nice. (laughs) (laughs) I believe you. I believe you, Zoe. I don't... I'm not... I yeah. Very, very happy. I, yes, no one's I was happy when they get married out of high school. It's no, totally no, different. Doing this. <laughs> it's two different things. Therapy. <laughs> Zoe, I believe you. No, Zoe, we, we, Zoe, I believe you. I'm just saying, go to therapy if you want to. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't get married, though. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's perfect, though. I mean, that's perfect. Uh, but really, everyone should stick with their first therapist. <laughs> well, they don't have to. They go to... Uh, that, but that's... No, 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 that's, fine, that's, 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 that's the point, though. I'm not being cynical. I'm not being an asshole. No, no, no. The, what, that, what that represents is, like, the big pudding of... if like, like, you should think of therapy. I'm saying, Amber, you agree... That because you're being like, and I don't want to throw you under the bus, but you're saying in this world where you have to like, like, like we should definitely all seek therapy. Number one, number two, we should all be really picky. I don't think she said that. I don't think she said that. No, she didn't say that we should all seek therapy. Don't throw her under the bus at all. I don't understand. She's this is Amber. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's let Amber go so we don't embarrass her anymore. She did a good job. Amber's a hero. Dr. Amber. Get stuck in Amber today. Thank you very much. I hope we didn't embarrass her too much. I thought she was, you know, all Harmontown fans that come up on stage are fantastic. uh, But that was a tough, that was Daniel and the Lions done. Dr. Amber, uh, I think she acquitted herself quite nicely. No, Yeah, I also also think, like, it's kind of an interesting idea, you meeting with a therapist who listens to the podcast, because obviously they're... They appreciate you in a in a certain way. I also think Zoe's standing up and being like, "Oh my God, my fucking therapist is." The no, best. I think that's. I think it's great to love your therapist. I, 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 it's all. It's all. It's all. You know, it all. It all mitigates the whole thing. Aaron, I mean, all I do is stand up here and like, I don't want to be like some jagged, weird, charcoal rock guy going, "Yeah, therapist bullshit. I'm going to cut you if you come <laughs> near me." <laughs> am, am, am I wrong, Aaron? You, you seem you support the idea of Dan getting therapy. <laughs> You have two two mics in your hand, like a weird a weird microphone porn. It's, it's so funny that 
that I can move them in a way that makes it a total, like wow. there's a to- totally practice perfect. Practice makes perfect. Uh, Special video bonus for that joke. <laughs> what if I felt some weird pressure to blow a mic because it's a video? Thing? Um, uh, no, I, I mean, uh, truth, I mean, Dan's, uh, Dan's fired up. Uh, <laughs> I'm into Just that. No, in I general. don't. No, like I, I mean, I mean, speaking. There's uh, there 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 are passionate uh, there are passionate feelings on the podcast. I <laughs> answer the question. Um, you know, I I I don't actually think that Dan needs therapy. I. You know why? Be- because you told her to say that. No, <laughs> no, because turnabout's fair play. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Because I, for the same but, reason, I love her and I'm going to marry her okay. because she don't want to go to. The but therapist. I also because I, I had the same relationship with therapy, but I also understand right. it. I like can't let go of the other. Like the last thing um, she needs is me coming home and going. You right. know what but you should I do. do, new but segment, I, do new. I would like to go to a couples therapist so just oh. so we could have tools. Ah. Just well, for tools. Aaron, Aaron, it's good news because I'm, I'm about to introduce a new segment. No, no, called no, no, Turnabout no. Uh, Therapy is Fair Play, <laughs> uh, where you, you guys each get to be uh, each other's therapist yeah. for a moment. Oh, no, everyone hates it. <laughs> Jeff, the audience rejected your bit. <laughs> the audience doesn't want it. It sounds like a bad idea. They rejected it based on the title. May, may I? They're smarter may than I, an uh, NBC executive. May <laughs> I? May I reveal? They know a failure when they hear it. May I reveal? May I reveal a? Uh, may I reveal a fantasy? Um, oh, nice. Yes. I would. I would like to reveal. <laughs> do, do you have one more microphone? <laughs> may I reveal a fantasy? <laughs> um, I, uh, someone. Are they flaccid? Yes, they are, sir. <laughs> yes, they are. Don't tell her how to, how to have a good Because they respect me. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're flaccid because they respect you. Because <laughs> they're going to listen to me. And I haven't spoken yet. They're going to become erect once I've said... <laughs> <laughs> Aaron subscribes to a really high-priced, tedious brand of pornography in which the man, a woman is surrounded by flaccid penises. Okay. <laughs> all the men are like, oh, she's too much, bro. I agree. I just I can't get turned on. She's so smart. Yeah. I, I, I was going to come, but she made a really good point just now. And, and the point is me just rubbing my face against them like uh, beaded curtains. <laughs> okay, this is my fantasy. This is my fantasy. My, fa- I, my fantasy just came true. <laughs> we only have a few minutes left. And yeah, we, we gotta, we're going to keep this bullet train moving. Dear, dear, dear Spencer is not here, but I have, I have always fantasized. I mean, I... I oh, wow. Wow. Can I... Wait I shouldn't a second. be using the word fantasy. Um, I... It's no My secret. My beard <laughs> g- gently nuzzles on your tits. <laughs> Slowly walking up behind you with polyhedral balls. <laughs> His 
there's a what? dice tower. I, I, in, my, in, in, my, in my fantasy, Spencer has polyhedral balls. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be neat. Um, uh, my, I, I, I uh, am not a uh, celebrated, excellent player of D&D. Uh, but say what? <laughs> but I have always fantasized about maybe just dungeon mastering for a second. Yeah. And oh, if, yeah. if I if I could just dungeon like just my own world, I'll I'll give you guys characters just out of my head, and we can just and just let me do it for a second. Let's do it. Okay. Right. This could go horribly. I have no no tickets. Right. I'm gonna do All it. Right. <laughs> For no reason, she's moving to another microphone. She has no dice. She could have stayed right where she was. Oh, boy. Pop, I need your You spinach. can play the music, and I'll recap what happened last week. Really quick, uh, uh, Jeff's character is uh, Pillarhead. Pillar, okay. And Dan's character is uh, Shania Twain. <laughs> I want to check in with Dr. Amber after this is done. And... Uh, Aaron, you ready? Yeah. Well, no, but... <laughs> Last week on Aaron's and Dragons, Pillarhead and Shania Twain were traveling through a dark cave filled with amethyst rock and small boxes filled with presents. <laughs> Shania Twain didn't know what to get for her mother-in-law's birthday. <laughs> and Pillarhead was, uh, was irritated by how much emphasis she was putting on her mother-in-law's birthday. Also, a goblin named Nosferatai <laughs> following after them with bags of blood that he was going to devour and then they were going to metabolize into flames of death. Will Nosferatu catch up with Shania Twain and Pillarhead? Or will Pillarhead finally confess his love of pillars? Who knows what will happen this week on errands and <laughs> dragons Drag! well as a 17th level samurai <laughs> I take out my samurai sword which is uh, has a plus uh, 11 against uh, Nosferatu <laughs> goblins. I, 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 I do a lunging, uh, uh, dazzling display. He's, he's, not, he's not in your visibility. You don't see him. He's falling behind you. You're, right now, you're just looking for a present for Shania Tweet's mother-in-law. <laughs> okay. I, I, I amend that, and I do a, uh, a dazzling shopping spree. <laughs> All right. Uh, you uh, you find a, you find an appropriate hat. Shania, 
I have found the appropriate hat. Uh, my God, that's the hat that my ancestors swore I should hate. Yes, but this hat will be nothing without a pr- appropriate uh, uh, accoutrement. I inspect my surroundings. All right. In really, really granular detail. Uh, you look around the cave to the right. You see uh, what looks like, um, Kate, like uh, it, it's it's like a plasticized Harrison Ford in Star Wars. What? <laughs> Someone had a stroke. Uh, <laughs> You you look you look you look and you see what what looks like uh, different gems trapped beneath uh, a like an ice, but the ice is not cold. It looks like Harrison Ford. Well, it's kind of similar to Star Wars, where he's stuck in the thing. The carbonite. Like carbonite. Carbonite. Okay. So there's gems frozen in a certain. In a there surface? are gems, and you see different shapes, and you also see tiny boxes over to, uh, over to the, the to the right. Side. Shania Twain, use your uh, your ability to unfreeze gems. I just like to keep looking around for a second. I just want to keep looking. Okay, I saw right, that right. and I just keep looking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. you, I'm you turning see, my head really slowly. You want to hold take in every right. detail. You see in front of you a giant golden swan. Mouth, beak, agape. Tongue out. On the tongue. You see what look like hundreds of colored threads and they're, and they're floating. They're moving. They're jumping up and down like they're alive. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I detect magic. <laughs> uh, there, there is magic there. Okay. I, I approach the swan. Uh, the the threads uh, see like rise their heads like they're like they're snakes and they start hissing at you. I, I sense I sense motive. You didn't roll high enough. I uh, I, 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 I I grab the swan by the neck. <laughs> the the swan's neck starts to move around and comes alive. Oh, you wish to find a gift? <laughs> yes, yes. I, I I already have the perfect hat, but I think it could, could use maybe a nice accent, like a brooch or something. I feel like you are being too casual. Do you know who I am? I'm sorry. Come again? <laughs> the answer is no. I understood the question. The answer is no. I don't know who you are. The Swan of Durgadurg. <laughs> the Swan does of not, Does not repeat herself. <laughs> also, I'm half snake. I let go. I let go of her neck, and I, I say, I, I, "Yeah, go ahead." The Swan of Gurgitude. I. I Durgadurg. I, I am the swan of Durgadurg. I pull Shania, Shania Twain aside and go, the swan of Durgadurg does not repeat yeah. herself. I, 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 sh- I shake him out because I'm, bow- I'm taking a knee. I'm going, swan of Gurgitud, I'm Durgadurg. That's the last time I will repeat my name. As a rule, I don't repeat myself, but I've made some exceptions. There will be no more made tonight. I am the swan of Durgadurg. And I will not repeat myself again. Swan of Durgadurg, I swear to God, I, 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 we meant no harm. I'm sorry I grabbed your neck by mistake. I cast flaming orb. 
Uh, where do you shoot the orb? At the front of Durgadur. Where? Durgadur. Durgadur. Where do you? Where do you? Sh- where do you right, shoot it? Right at the swan's open beak mouth. But okay. <laughs> uh, you inflict two damage no! on the swan of Durgadur. Okay. <laughs> he means no harm. He means no harm. Oh, I was here to help you, but now I'm here to defeat you. Uh, it's the swan of Durgadur's turn. <laughs> the uh, swan of Durgadur spits a poison egg and hits Quark. I'm sorry, hits. <laughs> Hits pillar head, pillar head, pillar head uh, in the face and inflicts four damage. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, poison egg, egg damage. Swan of Gergadurg, I'm sorry. We're sorry. We mistook you for something else. We have we have traveled long and hard. We have encountered many demons and denizens. You better be careful because you don't want to meet my master. No, we do not. <laughs> we just we just want to hang out in the cave with you. We don't want any trouble. I had a lot of nice gifts in my beak, and now I will not share them with That's you. That's fine. We we accept that punishment, but we don't. We have no quarrel with you, madam. I I swing my swag. God back. damn it! I, I swing my swag bag of holding, and I and I, I, I throw uh, a bunch of uh, CDs that were given to me, uh, and, and, and I, I aim the CDs at Swan's uh, uh, Achilles tendons. All right. Uh, it does nothing because they're CDs. It does nothing. Shit. That that happened. That that happened. That happened. Uh, but nothing happened. <laughs> you gotta work on that. I touched the swan's waterfowl cheek. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. Do you see me? Like, for me? I do. I really do. People always see this monstrous snake swan, but are you really looking at I don't even me? know what you mean. <laughs> I see a beam of light when I look at you. (laughs) I see who you are. I see your playlist. I see your favorite color. I see all the things that your high school friends hated. The uh, Swana Durgadurg uh, disappears, falls to the ground, and what you see in front of you is a beautiful young princess holding a pearl... (laughs) In her hand, she looks like uh, Sigourney Weaver at, at twelve. Oh, yeah. thanks for thanks for qualifying that. Thank you. you saved me. <laughs> twelve or thirteen? <laughs> it's a, there's a there's a difference. <laughs> Twelve in Swan Lady years, which is eighteen in human years. I cast Doctor Amber. <laughs> uh, swan Woman, Lady. I'm Durgadurg. Durgadurg, we're you've, sorry. You've saved me from this terrible spell. I've I've been uh, 
existing as a terrible snake swan for a very long time, only providing gifts for people that were seeking gifts for people that they didn't care about very much. <laughs> we are just here to fulfill our quest and possibly, if it behooves you, buy you beer. <laughs> Whatever you want. I'm afraid that uh, the moment that I turn into a human princess is five moments before my death. So here's my pearl. Oh, oh, and she dies. She dies. <laughs> Thank you for coming to Hollywood. 10 o'clock on the dot. Aaron McGathy. What a dungeon mastress. Dungeon mistress. Thank you, Aaron. Also, James Lively. Dr. Amber. Zoe and Michelle. Zoe, thank you. I'm Jeff Davis, your, your mayor. Dan Harmon, everybody. All right. Thank you for giving to 826LA and Google it and see what you can do for them and whatever. Thanks for coming out in droves and we'll see you next week. Thank you, guys. the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed.